Quiet on the set. Okay, everybody, quiet on the set. Scene one, take ten, Marker. of the Modern School of Film. Welcome to Murmur. My name is Robert Malazzo, and over the next hour together, we'll explore where culture meets craft. Today on Murmur, better homes and Jedis, singers, musicians, spouses, shovels and rope are here. Welcome. to Murmur. Welcome back to Murmur. Robert Malazzo here with you. I am the founder of the Modern School of Film with you on Murmur Radio. Website is murmurradio.com. One word. Social handles. That's two words. At MSF Murmur. (laughs) Twitter, Instagram. You can download the show, discuss the show, huddle around the show. Let's make a good huddle around the show. (laughs) iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Tune in to radio. If there's a subject you'd like me to tackle on the show, email me, murmurradio at gmail.com. Email me directly, and I will match your subject with a guest. I can bring you on and chat, too. Not necessary if you don't want to. What is necessary is the email, murmurradio at gmail.com. Send me the subject. I'll do my best. Welcome to Murmur. Welcome back to Murmur. Every Murmur, it's one subject and one guest. Today's guest... Shovels and Rope, Shovels and Rope are Carrie Ann Hurst and Michael Trent. They are musicians, writers, singers, producers, now branching into cinephilia and bookophilia. Is that a word? I like it. Bookophilia. They're writing a book together now. Bearing the lead, as I do, they are husband and wife. They were actually a couple in real life before a musical duo in musical fake life. (laughs) They were running in the same musical scenes, opening for similar acts. They're from different parts of the world. They're from different parts of the country. They actually call the South Carolina coast their home around the Charleston area, St. John. A lot of people forget how gorgeous the Charleston, South Carolina area is. The boutiques haven't forgot. It's a very boutique-y culture. Um, They have a musical home together as well. They're actually, their first record together was called Shovels and Rope, but they were using Michael Trent, Carrie Ann Hurst, their non-gnome de plume, their, as it were, Christian names. Uh, 
The next album was under the moniker of Shovels and Rope. In a way, they went. They're an incredible powerhouse for a two-piece. I often wonder and marvel at how two-pieces generate so much sound. Not, they don't always, Simon and Garfunkel, they don't always need to generate tons of sound, hollow notes. Although hollow notes can really crank it out on occasion <laughs> at the amphitheater. Uh, but Carrie Ann and Michael, Shovels and Rope, really know how to generate sound. And what I love about their music is they can get you to listen. They draw you closer because there's such great writers. They write candidly, not always in the first person, but I was listening to their record Little Seeds, which is 2016, I believe. Little Seeds has a lot of cuts on it that are very personal, I think. There's a song called Morning Song, which was about the insane murder Slight Redundancy was about the murder of their friend. They also have songs on that particular record about uh, being in the business, the, the potential paranoia of being in the business, being a couple in the business. So it's not about them, but it's about them. The director, Mike Nichols, once told me, everything you do is about what you're going through at the time, whether you know it or not. So at the time now that we meet Shovels and Rope, they have a new record out. They are about to go on a tour with another family, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, They're also putting together a children's book based on a song of theirs. They have a movie coming out. It's not their direct filmmaking authorship, but it's definitely their authorship, their front and center. They also curate a festival together. They just wrapped their third edition. It's called the High Water Festival in Charleston which they call a festival of music, food, and libations. I'm down for that, unless I have to stand a lot. I think I have to stand a lot. If they can find me a chair, if I can bring a chair, I'm down. So they do a lot. Jacks of artistic trades, masters of artistic trades. Oh, and they also have two children. Carrie Ann just gave birth to their second child, uh, I believe less than four months ago, three to four months ago. So they know the ground or which we trod today. Today's subject, balance. There's certain concepts and worthy goals and arguably dream states that are bludgeoned over our heads. And they're bludgeoned because they make all the sense in the world. They're hard to argue with. They're nutritional, they're restorative, they're redemptive, they're potentially selfless even when they involve other people, other groups of people, a family, a partnership, a friend, a collaborator, a shovel, a rope, a guitar. One of those concepts that we should have, that I should have right now, is balance. It's hard to look at balance in a macro because it seems universal. It seems like something we should have. Balance. What is arguable about balance? Well, what is balance? Is balance order? Is balance a lack of chaos? Is balance a lean life? Is balance perfection? Now, when I tell you you seek perfection, that's a little scarier than telling you you need balance. For many, balance leads to peace, it leads to comfort, it leads to ease, it leads to exhalation, it leads to that moment where we can say, leave that outlier outlying, because all is here, all is contained, all is balanced. Keep your life trigonometry equal. Keep the tiles you stare at, the tiles you place next to one another at a similar size, in a similar disposition. Now we know, understatement alert, that is not always easy. Is it always beneficial? That too can be looked at. Some people do better in moments of stress. Some people are more productive on deadlines. Some people are more productive in states of disarray. Some artists, I know a few thousand, don't like to plan things until the last minute. 
<clears throat> I think I have something in my throat. Anyway, um, so for them, the off-kilter is the balance. The lack of geometry is the geometry. So we can redefine what balance is. It's not simply a four by four by four cube. It can be a trapezoid. It can be a parallelogram, although parallelograms are balanced. There's two balanced sides, but not all four sides are balanced. No more math. <laughs> balance. Sometimes doing things outside our comfort zone, even though that seems out of balance, out of step, is the balance. The monogamy of our passions and our pursuits can seem balanced. It can seem pure, but oftentimes adding to those, adding pieces to those is the balance. So the balance isn't the look, it's the feel. Is it the try? It can be a pursuit. It shouldn't be the pursuit because it can create a lot of pressure on us. If we are out of balance, if we are careening, if we are ricocheting, then we're not working optimally in our lives. That's unfair. That, and that's not true because out of some of the most dire chaotic moments, the light can shine. You know, the light shines bright when we see only the dark. These contrasts need one another. Again, the high contrast is the balance, the light and the dark the sun and the moon, the rain and the clarity. It's the accumulation of many states, many states that have a place and a placement, even if those states pull us and push us. It's cool to talk to Shovels and Rope today where they're doing new things. Talked about the children's book, the ongoing musical curation, a new film, uh, a new addition to their crew. Although now they go back to four. They were a duo, then they had a beautiful baby, and now another beautiful baby. Is that balance? It's two on two now, which is a good thing. But again, who breaks the ties in balance? <laughs> Sometimes when we look at all of the articles that comprise our life, sometimes when we take too long a view, it is overwhelming. We do not know where to start. So we start with one thing. But the yin to that yang is when we start with one thing, are we taking care of the other things? Trust. Balance needs trust. It needs a high degree of self-trust. When you're balancing a partnership, a friendship, a relationship, a collaboration, a marriage, trust is in the job description. And even in that communal liturgy of trust types, self-trust is crucial. When is self-trust ever abandoned because you're in a marriage or in a relationship and in a, in a duo? I think we're going to hear when we talk to Michael and Carrie Ann today that they each have a version of self-trust, of autodidactic trust, of self-built pursuit, of self-built worldview, of self-built work, and those together, and even if they're opposite, those together are balanced. So balance isn't pure. It's not perfection. It's not monogamy. It's not autonomy. And it sure is not xenophobia. A, a culture without the opposite is not entirely a culture to me. Balance isn't purity. It's a peace. It's an understanding. It's an acceptance. It's a form of confidence that what you have and what you do is enough. Because as soon as I say that, I think of working too hard. I think of striving too hard. I think of accumulating too hard. I think of, I think of efforting too hard. And any of these states that ends in too hard, to me, is the antithesis of balance. So when I talk to folks who I consider to be balanced, A, I would never know because that's an external balance. It's a forward-facing balance. The internal balance, if you see a house in disarray, but the people are perfectly content with it, that is, that is true balance. <laughs> balance is not exterior. It is all the way. It is all the way interior. I tend to listen to the portrait that is being painted of a life. And in that listening, in that vibration, in that energy in that tension one can only hear and really maybe intuit if the person on the other end of the phone is balanced well what i like preternaturally is having two guests on the phone so that is a balanced state but again there's three of us is that balanced but a triangle is balanced
An isosceles triangle is pretty damn balanced. <laughs> so that's what you're going to hear. Okay, <laughs> that's it for math. It just it just made too much sense. Uh, so form your opinions at your own risk. Are you balanced? Is your friend balanced? Am I balanced? No comment. <laughs> Are Carrie Ann and Michael Trent balanced? Well, you decide, but keep it to yourself because you're probably wrong. <laughs> Today on the show, shuffles and rope. Balance. Now this. Hi, it's March. Oh, my wear. Yeah? Oh, jeez. Okay, there, not Jeff. Real good, then. Okay. You can sleep. It's early yet. Gotta go. Yeah. I'll fix you some eggs. That's okay, hon. I gotta run. You gotta eat a breakfast, Marge. I'll fix you some eggs. Oh, hon, you can sleep. You gotta eat a breakfast. <coughs> I'll fix you some eggs. Ah, Norm. Thanks, hon. Time to shove off. Love you, Margie. Love you, hon. Hon? Yeah? Prowler needs a jump. Like her eggs all runny She thinks crossing her legs is funny She looks down her nose at money She gets it on like the Easter bunny She's my baby, I'm her honey I'm never gonna let her go Well he ain't got laid in a month of Sundays I caught him once and he was sniffing my undies He ain't real sharp but he gets things done Drinks his beer like it's oxygen But he's my baby And I'm his honey I'm never gonna let him go In spite of ourselves We'll end up sitting on a rainbow Against all odds Honey, we're the big door prize We're gonna spy Our noses right off of our faces there won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes. She thinks all my jokes are corny Convict movies make her horny She likes to catch up on her scrambled eggs Swears like a sailor when she shaves her legs She takes a licking and keeps on ticking I'm never gonna let her go Well he's got more balls than a big brass monkey He's a whacked out weirdo and a love bug junkie Sly as a fox 
in spite of ourselves We'll end up sitting on a rainbow Against all odds Honey, we're the big door prize We're gonna spite Our noses right off of our faces There won't be nothing but big old hearts Dancing in our eyes There won't be nothing but big old hearts Dancing in our eyes In spite of ourselves Thank you. There's a long list of things I should have, a very long list. On that list is balance. I try to get balance every couple of weeks. There's an organic grocery store near me, and there's a candle that promises me balance if I light it, but it isn't working. So until it works, I want to look at that word and the concept of, of balance with two reluctant experts in the topic or inexperts. They can tell me. Today's guests were two, then they became three uh, to break the ties, and now they're going to be four again. But who will break the ties next? One of our guests is a rudder keeping us on track, and the other is a sail because he or she is full of hot air. You can decide which one is which. They write record, perform, live, and more together. Please welcome to the Modern School of Film and to Murmur Radio, two not-so-old guitars, Ms. Carrie Ann Hurst and Mr. Michael Trent, Shovels and Rope. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, Michael, how are you, man? Great, man, how are you? Good. Is your better half with you? I sure am. Which one? <laughs> the, the, the cuter one. Yeah. Which one is full of hot air? Let's just get that out of the way. I'm, I am notorious. I'm kind of like that obnoxious John Goodman character in the uh, Coen Brothers film, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He's got the gift of gab, and he kind of never shuts up and, until he whacks people upside the head <laughs> with <laughs> I, a big stick, you know? I thought you were going to say from Raising Arizona, or Barton Fink, oh, that, yeah. that John Goodman character from Barton Fink. It's basically the devil. Oh, yeah. um, let's talk about this word balance. How do you define balance? balance it sounds easy it sounds like a firm grasp of the obvious but is it a word you think about a lot no that's it's it basically sums up our whole our whole thing because we're parents together and we're uh you know we're a married couple and we have kids we kind of have to balance the whole thing and stay you know happy and sane it's a matter of picking up a little bit when when the other person you know one person has to get a little bit strong another one is feeling a little bit weak and um uh, like if, if i'm having a really uh, great show carrie's usually having a really bad show or vice versa uh, mostly probably vice versa <laughs> um but yeah i th- i think I, we just kind of um it, it's an instinctual thing at this point we've been married for 10 years yeah i have to agree i feel like we um we're a very interdependent kind of world and and um balance is the thing that we're always trying to achieve all the time. I feel like we live in pretty a pretty good approximation of balance, which is more than I think most folks maybe can say because it's such a, 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 a something we try to attain, you know. Harmony could be another yeah. word for balance. Yeah. I, I, don't, I barely have a mind, but you read it. Um, I had Nico Case on the show, and we talked about harmony. The topic was harmony. What's the difference between balance and and harmony are they stitched together or are they two kind of divisible ideas or are they kind of me overthinking which could be the case well i think that harmony is like the auditory version of balance you know like 
even when you sing in harmony with someone, you you have to balance not only your notes to be in pitch with each other, but also like your volume, so you're not one is not singing way over than the other. And I think that maybe that's the difference. It's a kind of balance, you know, like a auditory kind of balance. But it, it like, requires listening, or, yeah. you know, listening to the other one while actually, um, you know, performing or um, or or physically doing something. Who washes and who dries? I mean, is that is that you know? It's funny. It's like it's a weird thing because it's not particularly sexy, but it is balance. Is it the absence of something, or is it, or is it the addition of something? Is it kind of a state of nothing extra, or is this a state of everything intact fits? Oh my God, it's both, isn't it? It's like yeah, like the street that when we have that feeling of like you're a, a boat cutting through, you know, still waters, like glass waters. Like that's 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 what you want. There's nothing. In the way, there's nothing extra, but it's also like maximum perfection. Mm. Yeah, if you feel like you're not trying, I feel like that that that's how you know that that you're in balance. Just to use another water thing, it's almost like ice skating. You know, I always feel balance. It's always it's always disarming. I don't watch ice skating, just for the record, but when I do, when they fall, it's disarming, isn't it? Because you assume you don't realize what they do is all about balance until you fall, right? Is is that the Sicilian in me looking at the negative? I mean, does that jive with your idea of perfection or kind of you know staying in tune? You you don't miss balance till it's gone, or is that again? No, absolutely. Mm. I agree with mm. the Sicil- with the Sicilian. Yeah. <laughs> Did you you know you're into movies? Did you know The Godfather was a documentary? But we'll, we'll get back to that at another time. Um, <laughs> we're speaking with shovels and rope. You know, it's funny. Um, again, to stay in Sicily, can we look at the downside of balance? You know, there's this idea, especially as it relates to art, that countries and communions in balance don't always create optimal art or art that's kind of cuts against something cool is that a bad cliche or do you feel there's a kind of detriment to balance in certain corridors michael could speak to this too but i think that in in the world at large it's always a struggle for balance and it's never in balance because of just the nature of like the human animal kind of struggling with its own moral self you know to try to be like good and not that people are inherently bad, but we're inherently like wild animals. I think that we have to like find our, you know, elevated self and like some cultures have done really, you know, have really great ways to achieve that. I was thinking about like, like Hinduism trying to always trying to climb up to the next or Buddhism to climb to the enlightenment where you just kind of turn into sparkling things in the universe. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, Buddhism probably does have a lot to do with balance and with, the, it's like the try, the try part of it is you, know, you kind of have to let go of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But very Jedi. It is, yeah. Very Jedi. <laughs> but the, I think that, that will always create the, the friction that kind of makes great art, which is part of another weird thing that human beings do no matter wherever. I don't think it's cliche. I, I, kinda, I think that's just go. Like a big truth about 
like us in the world. Do we benefit from some form of inflection? Do we benefit from some sort of absence of balance? Isn't vulnerability a decent thing? <laughs> you know, isn't, isn't pain a decent thing? Not that balance and pain are mutually exclusive, but can balance shield you from reality? Can it be a kind of delusion or illusion? Sorry, is it is it early in the morning for this? I'm sorry, guys. I think about this shit a lot. So um, sorry. No, I, th- I think you're right. Think- just as a, t- uh, a digress, um, we just had a conversation just a little while ago about not really what like small talk can be exhausting, and you just want to like go up to the guy and instead of asking about the weather, it's like. You know, let's talk about how we're all going to die someday. Where did we come from when we were born? And it's not like, you know, people aren't ready for that. But this is right. We're, we're, we're with you. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Balance it implies kind of a seesaw in the middle. You know, but seesaws aren't built to be in the middle, right? They're built to rock and move, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. Could you do that again? <laughs> was that in harmony? Yes. Yeah kind of being wobbly that is kind of what makes you stronger and more balanced by staying a little bit out of balance and existence there's always going to be something that's kind of disturbing the gravitational space between you and whatever else sorry i'm like i'm talking with my hands you can't see just <laughs> I just whacked my <laughs> maybe you're italian too carrie this is a this is a distinct yeah. possibility <laughs> But um, I think that balance may be like maybe a little bit of an illusion or just something to aspire to, but nothing you never really find. Mm. I welcome the you know the rocky boat or the the strife or the turmoil. I think that that good things come out of that, and I you know I think balance is it's a feeling and it is achieved. But um, and and you you want that, but when you are in the middle of it, you don't really know that that's you know that that's what's happening. There's no like that there's not extreme amounts of effort being exerted. Right. But I do think that, you know, even if you're, everything is great in your life and you have nothing to worry about, you're still, you know, like death is coming for you (laughs) at some point. I wrote that down, Michael, because, um, (laughs) you know, I've been thinking a lot about death leading up to this, um, speaking with shovels and rope, and I want to bury the leads. Got a bad, another bad metaphor. I want to bury the lead. You know, it's funny, Carrie, you said something, you used the D word, dependent. Do you feel like you're dependent on one another? Um, and does that scare you? We depend on each other. We are in a partnership and um, it's a welcomed partnership. Like Carrie said, it's a, it's a interdependent relationship where we both are up for it. You know, when we decided to be in this band, it was kind of all in because we were already married. You know, we both... Um, set aside our own projects that we, we we've been working on beforehand and we're like oh yeah this is going to be better it's going to be better this is we get to be together and we just have to figure out how that works yeah the long con the long-term happiness of our partnership that just was so obvious yeah I was thinking of uh, Derek and Susan uh, Tedeschi Trucks, who you're going to tour with. Well, they said, you know, uh, I don't know if it was Derek or Susan, but it took, you know, it was 10 years before they formed the band uh, where they were working separately. And and I think Susan said they were doing what she called parent relaying. It's like an Olympic sport. Do you look to other twosomes for this concept? Uh, I mean, I don't know how well you know Derek or Susan, but I know you're a big Hall & Oates fan. I know you're a big um, White Stripes fan. I know Wham! is up there for you guys. These are kind of jokes. But um, do you look to other groups? And have you thought of Derek and Susan in this concept of balance? 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. We, I definitely am attracted to other twosomes in the sense that, like, you understand certain things that are different about tour, you know, for families and than just, like, normal rock and roll tour life. It's, it's, it's very different. The, the domesticity is intact instead of leaving the domesticity behind and then you're just, like, roughing it, you know. And, and there's relationship things and and family things and, and it takes another family to kind of get it or whatever so we're automatic I'm automatically endeared and always asking like how people have their kids bunk set up and all that <laughs> <laughs> so, like, right. and looking to advice from other women and mothers uh, who have rode this you know before us so it's always really nice to have that opportunity and you also know I'm excited to be out on the road with another family, like another, not just them, the two of them, Derek and Susan, but like the touring family scene. Right. Their whole world seems kind of solid unit. And rock and roll is kind of a help, it's kind of an awesome place to be right right now, at least in the context that we kind of roll with. It just is like pretty healthy and wholesome and family forward and positive. And everybody's doing yoga all over the place. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kids are. Mom's really cool on the wait, wait a second! I, I had to pinch myself. We're talking about music. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about the rock scene. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah. I I, I want to start taking some ethical yeah. ethical cues from that man. That's you know I was thinking of Sting drinking some j- green juice, but but there are casualties of it too. You know, not to sound melancholic, but I was thinking about the civil wars today. Not America's, but you know, Joy and John Paul, like. You know, there is a weird, there is an architecture to get right, right? In terms of balance and work and family and songs. And th- there are trap doors, right? Uh, sure. I mean, do you do you talk about that stuff out loud? Or do you just kind of like keep it to yourself and take mental notes and integrate balance when in, in work, in, in the music scene? We definitely talked about it. I mean, we like probably one of the reasons we have been able to keep doing it is because we've been in some positions where we just have to talk about some things that, um, you know, in another band with people who you're not married to and, you know, just like a group of guys or girls who just get together and do it and get in a van and, you know, tour together, there are issues that you can skirt for years and um, be fine or at least, at least get your job done, but you don't have to like, it's not all of the other levels of things that um, that you have when you're a married couple. And so I think that we were pretty hesitant to throw everything into the one basket at first. You know, we realized that it wasn't going to be, that stuff isn't easy. And, um, but now I feel like I feel we've been doing it for a really long time and we're, we're probably pretty well adjusted because if there's something that has to get talked about, you know, we have the channels in between each other. We have like the um, the ten years of being married. You know, the the communication highway is greased, yeah. and we can <laughs> actually we can actually bring up some stuff that is really difficult to bring up and th- you know admit things about ourselves to each other that we're not that we're not proud of, but um, that we're dealing with. I don't know. I feel. It's a good thing. I feel like it. We'd be remiss if we didn't admit that we've had some good coaching. Like <laughs> we see somebody. We see somebody. <laughs> we got somebody. Mm. 
and uh, that is ballsy to say. I mean, I sorry, Karen, go on. I, I love that you're saying that. But please go on. No, sorry. no, that's it. It's, we you know when our thing is our thing is everybody's thing is unique, and our thing is real unique, and it's very precious to both of us. And we ha- just you know as a resource, as God, I feel like everybody should be able to sit down with a neutral party from a loving place and like just listen to the way the words that you choose when you're communicating with each other and the way that you what you're kind of projecting towards each other and and have to be guide like a like a guide assistant to kind of navigate stuff. Yeah, I think that should be privilege of everybody. Speaking with Shovels and Rope, then let's dig a little bit into that in our midbeat here. The core is the love and the relationship, right? That's the balance piece, right? Or is it love and relationships amidst a crazy music scene? Um, is it both? Or, you know, if you have to throw one overboard, uh, you preserve the, the, the love piece, right? That's the counseling piece? When we started, we said, if something goes, it's obviously, you know, the band. We can yeah. do something else. It's fine. Right. Well, Michael, you said you like mowing the lawn, right? You said you like mowing yeah. the lawn? Yeah, I could mow lawns. Yeah. I could do that. I'm always thinking about what we'll do next that may not be music. We have two kids, and I might just want to, you know, they want to play baseball and, like, sort of do the things that normal kids do. I mean, they love being on tour, or the big one does. The baby doesn't have any idea what she's about to get himself into. <laughs> and they have the best adventures out there. But, you know, you never know. We're always just thinking about what could be next. Because, like you said, like we're interdependent. Like, we like function if we needed to. Yeah. It's funny, balance, sometimes in acting, we ask actors to choose an, an intention and scene that they can never achieve. Because once you achieve it, the scene is over. Can happiness and security make you feel less motivated to reach beyond that? Because th- it's sort of a holy grail, right? But, but do you feel hungry to do more? And I guess obviously with a baby now, it's a new set of encyclopedias. But what keeps you feeling hungry to, to do more? We're really grateful to be able to have a job and to that we actually make a living doing this is insane. And um, there's so many other acts that, you know, bands, artists that are better than us, that have been working twice as hard as us, that haven't had had a lucky break or whatever it is. We try to just maintain a, um, a, you know, like a healthy perspective of gratitude. And it's like, well, we need to do a good job with this. Like, look at what we've been given. We need to uh, at least try, you know, try as hard as we can. I, I feel very motivated and creatively inspired. And I feel like we're doing some of our best work now, most inspired writing. And we're just trying to do a good job with what we've, you know, who've been given. It's interesting. So balance is different than being complete. Not that you're incomplete, but I don't know why I was thinking of the Death Star. Maybe because you guys were talking about Jedis. I was thinking about (laughs) what's cool about, you know, Star Wars is they're building a Death Star. I always thought that was really cool. So there's being complete and there's being balanced. And those are two separate poles, right? Or separate ideas. If If you're talking about complete, like completeness as in all the elements in your life that you desire or require are in place and balance being like you use those elements, like how you're dialed in 
there's a difference because you can certainly find balance between whatever little you have. So, you know, keep you from losing your mind, I guess. I think I just think back to the old days, like there was a very minimal time in our lives. Um, it was just me and Mike and we had this big van. We still have the van. We had this van. We had it outfitted with like a little air mattress in it, Christmas lights. And it was very homey. There was like a rug in the middle where a seat had been taken out. And we had really, it was like a very cozy, comfy vibe in there. But also at three in the morning in the pitch of night, Michael could reach anywhere in that van and find whatever it was that he needed because everything was in its place. <laughs> so in that sense, there's like, balance it on anywhere on the spectrum where you're like where it feels dialed and you're flowing um and then and then it kind of gets messy when you know might we travel in pretty luxurious accommodations as far as four goes we're on a bus being on a bus is the whole is the holy grail of rock and roll and then you get on it and you find out how hard certain things about it are and then you get yourself being a number one asshole can you say it? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're encouraged. You're encouraged to say things like that. <laughs> Complaining about being on a bus in front of somebody that's not on a bus—it's like the worst thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> because no, I know. those it's, people are driving three to eight hours a day. But now we have a bigger space. You know, I'm out of balance, kind of always scattered everywhere. And Michael is very deliberate in all of this. He can find all of these things. Even now, in the chasm of the tour bus. <laughs> I always find that interesting, too, because we assume balance means you're in a white room in a position where you're meditating to the gods. But balance can be, I know my pants don't belong there, but they do for me. And that's balance. Is that your balance? Everything in its right place? Not to quote Radiohead here, but is that balance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's funny, I don't want to be scattered. I want to be neat, but I always end up scattered because I'm always moving. And so behind me is just a wake of debris. And then I, <laughs> um, but I, I do know where it is because it's all out. But I would want it to all be in its place because that does bring me peace. Everything is cyclical for me. That's probably why I feel like it's just like um, Atlas rolling a stone up the, up the hill. No, Atlas held the world on his shoulders. I can't remember who had the role. Sisyphus. Thank you. Or, or Anne Rand, one of those two. Yes, Sisyphus, <laughs> yes. And Michael and I are, are so different in many ways, and that's one of the ways. And I think it's equal opposites in that way. And that's kind of not the most convenient thing in, in our relationship, but it is definitely about how messy I am and how neat you are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Then it's settled. Then you know my your lawyers will will, will put it uh, in their individual dossiers. Well, no, I, I mean you know I was thinking about Michael. Something you said you know about the lawn, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, that area which you've called home is one of the most beautiful parts of the country. The secret may be out or not, but I was wondering, and I could start with throwing this at Michael. What restores you? Like what? Talk about this restoration of balance. Is it like being outside? You know, maybe that's a door a lot of people open. But what? What restores you both? And I'll start with Michael. What restores you when you feel a little off balance or out of out of tune, so to say? I love to be outside. I love to uh, to go fishing. I'm more of, I guess you're, you know, more of like a textbook um, introverted person where I get, I need to go into my isolation chamber to be rejuvenated, you know, and then I can come out and um, and be normal. I really like to 
um, spend time in the studio. I like to write. I like to play music by myself a little bit just for my own therapy, I guess. I really like to, you know, kind of like toil away on on records, work on other people's records and stuff uh, where I can kind of get in a room and and spatter paint for a while with uh, instruments and then clean it up and um, repeat. And, you know, if I do that for a few hours, I feel great. I like to play in the yard. I like to plant things and uh, water things and try to have a garden. I like to blow th- leaves with my leaf blower <laughs> and uh, kind of maintain kind of a vibey yard space. I am social, so I tend to make sure to have like a group of friends to like run off with a couple times a week, like just chitter chat and kind of hang out. Just, and, and being in my home rejuvenates me. I just like to be at home with our family and our kids and, and do real like mundane kind of um, things like little, make little magic, little magic worlds for them. That's kind of my vibe these days. You guys are bumming me out. I mean, you are too well adjusted. I mean, this isn't going to, no one's going to listen to this. I mean, honestly. But when our kids go to sleep, we're just blasting rails. Blasting <laughs> I was thinking Coke off a hooker's ass. Did we forget to mention that? <laughs> Stuff with protractors and Elmer's glue. No, that doesn't ever, no. Okay. And a red velvety liberator right off the back of the Rolling Stone back pages. Um, I want to talk, speak with Shovels and Rope, a couple of other thoughts. They're awesome. I hate to be that douchey guy, but I think, I'm, I hate to say I'm a fan. Like, I've been talking about fans all week, but I, I, I think your music is amazing. But uh, I didn't tell you that. So uh, moving on to some other stuff, I was thinking about, you know, maybe this is a kind of preternaturally masculine idea. But w- when I look at it from afar, uh, I was thinking of work, you know, other forms of work. You both have done together, you know, just a little list, you know, the curation with the High Water Festival, which you just wrapped, which I'm, I'm surprised you're even speaking in complete sentences, and I appreciate that. You have a film you just were part of the authorship of, Shovels and Rope, the movie, uh, played at the Charleston Film Festival, and there's uh, a children's book afoot based on your song, Come On, Utah. Um, are those other forms restorative, or do they spread you thin? You know, what... The masculine idea meaning men, it seems like, and I throw myself into this lot, that when shit is bad, you work harder or you throw yourself back into work. Um, not that this is the case here, but what is what have these other projects done to you? Uh, have they added to the, 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 the quilt or have they kind of made the quilt a little more uncertain, the legacy you're forming? They were all joyful endeavors for us. Really, uh, none of them were points of stress they were all just like ideas good ideas that we uh, wanted to see through and didn't want to let slip through the cracks and it's kind of as simple as that we didn't you know we didn't really stress about any of them or feel like we needed to you know to branch out and do these other things they were just um, ideas that kind of presented themselves and like we shouldn't let that get away we should see that through the movie is done the book is still 
kind of smack in the middle of getting finished. It's in the art phases, yeah. Julio is illustrating it. Yes. Awesome. You know, the fest, I don't know, we're kind of like constantly working on the fest. Um, We start, you know, coming up with ideas basically for the next year, the day, you know, the day after it ends. I don't know. I feel like they could all either come or go and it wouldn't really bother us that much. Everything would be all right. It's cool because it, what, it, what it is is that they're all situations that are we're working with cool people who have um, who take a lot of the responsibility. Like we didn't have to set up the tents for the festival. All we had to do was pick out all the bands we like and and and, and figure out what vendors and food food people and things like that, you know. And, and then the movie, the the artists we worked with on that, we we were ready to put out a. Um, a concert film and he had to crack the jack idea to do something crazy with it and and so we just kind of had to support him and his endeavors and show up on our shooting days it was a good idea and we just kind of said yes and um, got involved as much as um, we needed to be involved we didn't have to like line everybody up and go you know make sure all the shoots happen and everything because we were on tour for you know the most of that but we would check in he cut him loose with the 65 Ford Thunderbird. Yeah. He could never get the gas cap off of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's overrated. If you get somebody to project manage something, then your ass isn't on fire every day. Their ass is on fire. <laughs> so, so there's real people who actually know what they're doing involved. And does that part of things, you know? Mm. I'm still picturing your ass on fire. You know... For the purposes of protecting the innocent, we'll just call this town any old town U.S. of A. And tonight, there's a little shindig. Uh, shovels and rope you know one thing correct me if i'm wrong you didn't close out your own festival is that right didn't head and heart close it out yeah we were we played we were the third to last band uh, there's two <laughs> stages so we played and then uh jay roddy played on the the other stage and then head and the heart played but we would we didn't even want to we wanted to play we wanted to play earlier <laughs> during lunch um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we we had like some heavy hitting acts out here. Doctor Dog. We played after Doctor Dog. We didn't really feel right, feel oh right about. That. No, this is... but it's fine because you know we get it. It's Charleston, and we do have a lot of you know this is a, this is our hometown, and we have you know we have a lot of people here specifically. But if we were in uh, somebody else's town, we would guffaw at even the the idea that we would, that we would. <laughs> yeah right right it's it's simon garfunkel reunion then shovels and rope i got it i know i know where you're coming from um i, I want to end on a slightly melancholic beat here uh, we're talking with shovels and rope so generously giving us time you know i was thinking about this uh, i was thinking about death and now, now bear with me for a second you know 
2015, 2016, around Little Seeds, so much was going on. And and correct any of this, I hate, I don't want to sound like Wikipedia, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, from the death of a very close friend to, uh, Michael, I believe your father was battling dementia. Um, and even Carrie Ann, you started talking about the fear of death now that you had a child. I don't know how better to frame it. Where does death fit into balance? Where does loss fit into balance? And if this sounds crude, I apologize. Even the loss of memory, where does that fit in? Where do all these losses fit into balance? And have you had to recuperate because of loss? Or do you just kind of move on? Do you just trudge on and build from that? Because that that black hole of time, of all those losses in your life, is stunning to me, is stunning. Was that part of the balance as well, that death and loss it just it becomes a piece of all of this. It's the way that you look at it. I know I kind of keep saying that, but um, our friend was killed, and we also had a brand new baby. And then my dad died, and we and we also had an, another brand new baby. And it's like kind of looking at the thing and and saying that um, this is what we get. How lucky are we to be where we are? And to you know, I feel like I think not to just like zen out on you too hard but I, I i feel like mindfulness is really key in just taking a step back and and being like wow we are on the earth right now this is great we have these beautiful kids you know it doesn't last forever um so what are you going to do with that you can feel um either happy and excited about life thankful or you can you know mourn and be afraid uh be afraid for all the things all the terrible things that can happen coming from any kind of place of privilege or security. I mean, we're sitting here on John's Island in this green, just like everything is verdant and everything is, the birds are chirping and it's peaceful and we're not particularly religious, but I always think it's some, there's some expression, but by the grace of God go we sleeping in a car and, you know, the Walmart and, Charleston, West Virginia, a mother running for her life with her children in her arm in, in Syria. It, there's just not a whole lot that separates us, but the roll of the dice, uh, where you're born and what time you're born. And we're all living our lives within the parameters of a certain death and a birth that only your mother and father recall. These are the parameters that you have to work with. And like Michael said, like time, time is so brief, and it's like goes faster every day. So we're never guaranteed anything. So It's that idea, you know, when you're a child, uh, an hour feels like a week. When you're an adult, a week feels like an hour. I just want to end with one question, and, and I don't know you well, though I feel you've been incredibly honest and thoughtful, and I appreciate that. We've been with uh, Shovels and Rope here. Um, a, are you sick of being called Shovels and Rope? Like in the sense of, can I have lunch with you and say, hey, Shovels and Rope, what's up? Or that's that's douchey right you know what at this point i almost feel like that's our that's our cloak it's a cloak that is when you're talking to us as one unit like if you're talking to the two-headed monster of us then i think that's completely appropriate it feels more natural even than michael and carrie ann for some reason some if somebody steps out of line can i say shovels come on no not so much (laughs) yeah that's where it starts to get a little uh that's we're you, we're getting into bad um, the bad interview <laughs> question that we always get is 
<laughs> who is the shovel and who is the rope? Oh, fucking A, man. And uh, for so many years, many, many years. Anyway. No, well, I, th- then let me let me redeem myself. You know, I was thinking, just indulge me in a quick story and then a, a quick question. Last uh, Thanksgiving, right, there was a moment in my family, we all go around the table and uh, what are we thankful for? And, you know, that's not a new tradition. People do that. But my parents were in the room and they're in their 70s and they talk a lot about death and think a lot. You know, they've been dying for the last 50 years. And that's, again, that is an Italian thing. But I said to both of them, I said, Now that you're both here together, what is the one thing, because we never get to say these things in loss and in death, what is the one thing you would want the other to know in your passing? When when a loss happens, the the person left or the people left don't have the, the anchor of comfort from the person who's left. You know, so now that you're both together, I said to my parents, say the one thing to the other that you would want them to know in their loss. Do you think about life without the other? And again, you are two young guitars. You are. Um, but do you think of that thought of life without the other? And you don't have to tell me what that is, but do you talk about that with one another? Or is the chapter not been written yet? That one's terrible. But the only thing I've thought, if I if Michael goes before me, I'm painting every damn service in this house white. <laughs> really? I, I like, I'm painting the ceiling white, I'm painting the floors white. I like to keep the house very dark, and I like dimly lit. <laughs> we have a dimly lit uh, kind of warm, you know, wooden cabinet house, and uh, I'm always shutting the windows. It's so dark in here. Closing the curtains. <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs> And um, yeah. bad lighting every everywhere. Well, walk. <laughs> I, I call it comfort. It's very comforting. It is comforting. It is cozy. But um, like a den. it's like it's so easy to be flippant when you're, you know, Michael. Can I say how old we are? Michael's forty-one. I'll be forty in August. You know, the young middle of of age. We're still kind of, it's all fun and games because it seems like it's a long way away. Like, But we, the cool thing about that is like we're all really, we talk about that all the time. We talk about boring things like, you know, really openly about wills and life insurance and plans and, you know, making it really clear to the other one what we want at the end of life because we were going through that with Michael's dad. And, and it's just way, it's way better. And, you know, you could have two with your glasses of wine and even laugh about things when it's far enough away and then kind of get your feelings about it out. And then when it's acute, you're able to spend that time instead of like making arrangements, you know, arrangements, 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 what, you know, the loss of the other one, not to cheese out on our peers. But so Jason Isbell has that famous song vampires. It's all about like one of them, will outlive the other one and and it really is like poignant and just makes you kind of stop in the chaos of your life and be like oh yeah there's really there's no telling um but i really hope that michael and i live to be very old people together um it would be ironic one of us will be deaf and one of us would be black <laughs> and what better balance and i probably won't have any feet for the diabetes and Everything is, and we'll have grandchildren, and that would be amazing. Michael, other than your Robbie Robertson approach to feng shui, uh, is there any 
do you think of you know those those kind of future ideas of chains breaking and loss and you know what life would be like in the absence of let's say textbook balance yeah i i I feel like it's been you know we've been living just post you know my father who had he died about a year ago a little bit over and um my mom comes and stays with us a lot and to think about she's 76 she says things a lot about being at the you know at the end of her life and um she talks about what they would say well, i don't know like what she would have done differently or what um she kind of wished that he would you know he had alzheimer's disease and at the at the end before it got really bad he was was really loving to her and sort of um said a bunch of stuff he was open with his emotions and open with his words. And he was, you know, my dad was a really sweet guy, but he was also an, you know, an emotionally, uh, he was in a, he was in, he muted. Yeah. He was in a, a cocoon kind of, and it, he didn't show a lot of feeling or say a lot of, um, made everything a joke. Yes. Every, it, it was, he would deflect with humor a lot. She was, she loved it that he was, saying these things now, these really loving, um, open things to her, but she w- it made her a little bit sad because she wished that he would have done that earlier on in life. And, um, you know, I think that's just some perspective on how to be now, you know, even when it, when it's, you know, when you're tired and things are, are really hard, um, you know, those those moments count. What I love uh, as we say goodbye uh, to Carrie Ann and Michael, and Michael and Carrie Ann, um, I love you've talked these into the air. I don't feel like you're at that time, but I love that because I think we always wait. And if I can ever be of help in anything you do, um, please call on me, consider me a friend. Mike, you said once we just jump around and try to land on our feet. Um, my continued wish for you and your young family is that you'll keep landing on your feet. I don't like cats, by the way. I don't acknowledge them as animals, but <laughs> I hope you all keep landing on your feet. Oh, thank you so much. It was a very kind thing to say. Yeah, th- thank you. We appreciate talking to you. Thanks for, um, yeah, the thoughtful questions. It's never too early for 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 Poignant conversation. <laughs> well, a warning: when I'm back in the Carolinas, I may do a little side trip, and I would love to say hi and and I'll call you Michael and Carrie Ann, or Carrie and Michael Ann, or whatever y'all want me to. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are actually. I'm Italian, and uh, my mom. One thing that we want to do this year is we want to take her on a trip to Sicily. Maybe you can. Um, if you, I don't know if you've ever been to the you know, to the homeland. I have. That's really sweet. I would totally help you all out. (laughs) Corleone is actually a real place in Sicily. That town that Pacino lives in or goes to in part two. You all will love it. Thank you. That's really sweet. Thank you. Best to you all and, and safe travels and maybe we'll run into each other again. I'd love that. Thanks, Robert. Awesome. Thank, thanks, Carrie, and thanks, Mike. Be well. Okay. Bye, Robert. It's not the long, flowing dress that you're in Or the light coming off of your skin The fragile heart you protected for so long 
For the mercy in your sense of right and wrong It's not your hand searching slow in the dark For your nails being love as watermark It's not the way you talk me off the roof Your questions like directions to the truth It's knowing that this can't go on forever Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone Maybe we'll get 40 years together But one day I'll be gone One day you'll be gone If we were vampires and death was a joke We'd go out on the sidewalk and smoke And laugh at all the lovers and their plans I wouldn't feel the need to hold your hand Maybe time running out is a gift I'll work hard till the end of my shift And give you every second I can find Hope it isn't me who's left behind It's knowing that this can't go on forever Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone Maybe we'll get 40 years together One day I'll be gone One day you'll be thank Shovels and Rope for being here with us today on Murmur. I want to thank Carrie Ann and Michael for being here with us today on Murmur. As I just said, <laughs> I want to thank you for being here with us today on Murmur. You can be with us anytime on Murmur. Download the show, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, social handles at MSF Murmur, Twitter, Instagram. If you have a subject you would like me to tackle on the show, email me directly murmurradio at gmail.com I will match your subject with a guest I'll do you proud I'll keep it balanced fair? I don't know but balanced see ya <laughs>